Andy, what are your hopes and fears for this episode? Um, my fears are that we won't be able to convey how great Brink is. <gasps> That's my fear as well. And my hope is that we can convey how great Brink is. I Look, I, I, I've really been fretting about this because I've, I'm feeling immense pressure at the start of this recording session to really knock it out of the park for Brink because we mm. both genuinely love Brink. We owe it to Brink, the character of Brink. We owe it to the fictional character of Brink to do, to, to do right by You know, I would, okay, I think what I would say is yeah. imagine what Brink would say to you. Oh my god, that's if actually you, if you went to Brink with this problem. That's actually brilliant. I can, I can. It's Brinkliant. Eric, is what it is. Eric von Detten. I can see his kind young eyes. He's looking at me now. He sweeps a, a lock of sandy blonde hair out of his eye, and he says, "Don't worry about it. You're gonna do great. Hey, you're a great podcaster. It's Luke. gonna be epic. It's gonna be super sweet." And then Scar starts playing, and then he goes. And the trumpets come in. Oh, it's the suicide machines. Okay, my other fear is that we won't want to do this podcast anymore because let's be honest with ourselves and the listeners. We started this podcast so that we could tell people about Brink and we've been working up to this. Mostly. What if, hey, what if hey. all the air goes out of this podcast when we stop recording? Let's not forget that we still have in the chamber the one where the kid turns into a leprechaun. <laughs> the one where the Lawrence brothers get stranded on an island with bazooka-toting pirates. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Cue the music, let's give it a good, the, the old college try. I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X, plays with a leprechaun. Who plays basketball, come to my smart house. Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry, because I'll bet my mom can't Okay, so here's how the Disney Channel wanted you to view Brink. We'll just play, you know, like, get this out of the way quickly because, like, we don't care how the Disney Channel wants to present yeah. Brink the to Disney you. Channel can present whatever they want, however they want. We don't care. Monday, Magical World of Disney brings you Disney Channel's original movie, Brink. What up, Dad? English, that up. Andy Brinker has one thing on his mind. Skating. Skating. Today, I'm skating. And a father who thinks he's skating through life. Who are you? What have you done with my son? Together, they're in for the ride of their lives. So catch Disney's original movie, Brink, right after So Weird, Monday on Magical World of Disney at 7, 6 Central. I think we should just get stuck in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's okay. So Brink is a it's a sports decom about rollerblading. Aggressive inline. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very specific kind of rollerblading where you do tricks and stunts. Cool tricks, cool flips. Are you finding yeah. skateboarding really, really difficult like me when I was 12? Then aggressive yeah. inline could be the solution because the thing can't come off your feet. Which does so... present its own problems in that your, an <laughs> your ankles will snap like a twig. <laughs> If it presents on. its own problems logistically, certainly, in that part of the whole skateboarding vibe is that you can do some skateboarding and then just like kick the thing up, catch it in your arms and, yeah. I don't know, go to the Weezer concert or something. But like, you can't be at the Weezer <laughs> concert with huge, <laughs> aggressive inline skates. Well, you'd get a better view because you'd be about six inches taller. Yeah, that's true. But it would be so easy for people behind you who wanted the view for themselves to wheel you out the way. <laughs> that's true. And what if Rivers Cuomo saw you and he'd be like, whoa, this guy does sports. Everybody get him. This guy does. Yeah, he's not welcome here. He's not one of us. He heard some of the sweater song. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna tell all the jocks about it. 
We can't become jock rock. It, yeah, it's a sports decom. It's about Brink, who is a sweet boy. Yeah. Uh, and the battle for his soul. Andy, you were telling me that this is actually based on a folk fable, which... So Brink is technically, I'm told, an adaptation of a... What year is this? 1865. <laughs> Story called Hans Brinker or The Silver Skates, a story of life in Holland. A novel by the American author Mary Mapes Dodge. There's a character called Brink and there is skating involved. I, I sort of skimmed through the plot of, the, of this old folk tale. Mm. Um, it seems to only have the name Brink and the, yeah. the theme of skating in common. In Holland, poor but industrious and honourable 15-year-old Hans Brinker... Uh, and his younger sister Gretel yearned to participate in December's great ice skating race on the canal. Oh my god! So as you can see, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about as much of a, an adaptation as you know, Twelfth Night is to. Oh, motocross. the dad. His dad um, suffered head trauma when he fell off a dike, and it left him chronically ill with episodes of amnesia and occasional violent outbursts. So oh. he's unable to work. Okay, well, if you haven't seen Brink, there is a bit where the dad falls off of a dike and his head <laughs> pops off. Well, no, but he's injured, isn't he? Oh my he gosh! Work. Yes, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. So that's, that's it as well. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, the writer for this, Jeff Schechter, uh, he also wrote The Other Me and Bloodsport 2. Oh, uh, damn. Yep. I mean, Bloodsport 1 is better than Bloodsport 2, but I Bloodsport mean, 1 is great. Yeah, but poured all of his soul into Brink, didn't he? Yeah. Nothing yeah, left for Bloodsport 2. And the director is Greg Beeman, who you old may remember. Old Man from, Beeman. Old Man Beeman from Under Wraps. So. <laughs> and these were yeah. like, the, Under Wraps was the first decom and Brink was the second. And then they kept making them, even though none of them were as good as those two. I mean, they could have just stopped there. Yeah. But old man Eisner kept asking <laughs> for, for more and more. Old man Eisner versus old man Beeman. <laughs> A battle for the ages. Um, can I just say, uh, the way this film starts, um, it has the funniest musical cue I've heard in a decom yet, which is that they've got a bit of ska punk. Yeah. And you know how a ska punk song will start with about five seconds of it going. Do I? Yeah. But they've got more film than there is music. So it does this and then starts again with the sort of lead up intro. Yes. Bit of music. And it plays it about three times before they finally get to the bit where the ska punk can kick in. Yeah. And then Brink runs downstairs and drinks a bottle of chocolate syrup. It's great. Oh, man, Brink is so cool. Okay, so Brink wakes up. There's immediately storytelling all over the place because he's, yeah. he's running around. He's late for school, but he doesn't even care. He's not stressed. He's got a happy-go-lucky attitude. He's got yeah. a real uh, L.A. vibe. This is Andy Brink Brinker, as played by Eric Von Detten, who you may know from The Princess Diaries. Yes. Uh, he's imagined like a blonde Keanu Reeves. Oh, that's kind of good. Vibe. That's good, uh, specifically in... Um, peak, peak. I don't think peak practice. What do I mean? <laughs> Twin peak practice. <laughs> what do I mean? Do you we... mean point break? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know the point. The... Peak <laughs> practice. <laughs> yeah, he shoots his gun in the air. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, it yeah, was good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, Br Andy Brink Brinker. He's uh, I guess. 15, if we're going by the original German folktale. <laughs> Which we are. Or Dutch or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got five so, years left of his life expectancy, so he's living to the max. 
<laughs> the tuberculosis is already taking hold. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's heading out of the house. He's got no time for breakfast. It's that classic, oh, mum has laid out a big breakfast spread. Yeah. Brink runs to the cupboard, takes out a bottle of Hershey's chocolate syrup, <laughs> takes an enormous swig. Absolutely monsters it. Yeah. Well, Brink will need his energy because he's skating off to meet his, his best friends in the world. There's a gang of four. We yeah. will learn that they refer to themselves as soul skaters. Oh there's God. Andy Brink Brinker. Andy Brink Brinker. There's Gabriella. Yeah. And then there's Peter and Geordie. And it's not that important to describe them because... Oh, I think Peter is is quite important to the film. Geordie, yeah, okay. yeah. Geordie I would say... Um, and again... No slice on the actor. Okay, Very fine we, performance. Here we go. There's your asterisk listener. I would say that... Go off, Andy. Get him. I would say that Geordie yeah. is a bit more disposable. Sure. I think they could easily have combined the characters of Geordie and Peter, but okay. there are they need four members of the team for the eventual skating contest, so they needed to have four characters. Geordie's main function in the film is to wear a T-shirt that has some composite RCA cables on it that I spent, yep. honest to God, four <laughs> hours Googling trying to find to buy for myself and Aww. could not. So... If you got a lead on any uh, uh, a lead on any RCA composite cable T-shirts, I would yeah. I would buy one. Um, Please let us know, or yeah. we'll make it as Bob Can't Cook merch. Oh yeah, actually, should we just do that one? Let's just do that, yeah. <laughs> it won't say anything. It won't be anything to do with the podcast. It will just, <laughs> just be. It will just be a cool T-shirt that you can wear yeah, cool and look t-shirt. like Geordie from <laughs> fourth tier character Geordie. <laughs> Oh, that's a cool T-shirt. What's it? What's the story behind that? Deep sigh. <laughs> Sit, well, take a seat. <laughs> anyway, they're going down to uh, the pit, which yeah. is a um, a popular skating spot in, I believe, Venice Beach. Yeah, they're in like this LA, is also in right? LA. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they actually say it, but that's definitely the vibe. It's Venice Beach. They all miss the bus because Brink is late. But Brink is like, uh, we've got rollerblades, don't we? Jordy, Jordy, Jordy! When you woke up this morning, did you say to yourself, today I'm gonna talk, or today I'm gonna skate? We're aggressive inline skaters. Why don't we just skate to the beach and do sick tricks the entire way to a ska punk soundtrack? And Brink, as always, is right. And this is how you know that Brink is kind of the leader of the gang. Uh, Everyone else in the Soul Skaters kind of looks up to him. Brink very much typifies, embodies, and seems to be... It's his founding philosophy right mm. the so- shall the we skating. explain the soul skating philosophy andy how would you sum it up um okay so the soul the soul skating philosophy is that you skate for the love of it for yes. the fun of it yes and this extends to everything in your life you should do things for the fun of it and if you get paid for anything you're an enormous seller <laughs> and then you're the one then you're yeah. a huge narc seller total yeah. scumbag okay so they you know they're shredding the nar they're they're ripping it up old school they're going bio on a 540 they're shredding it so righteous i know they're, they jump over a guy who's having coffee he spills his coffee everywhere and he's like, <laughs> he's like ah, how am i supposed <laughs> to go to my money job now <laughs> and they're like suck it narc sell skaters forever <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, this film is pure vibe, which I think is why it's so good. Um, they're ripping it up in the pit and having a great time. They get there and Brink goes, woo, and starts like hitting his helmet with his hands. <laughs> yeah, because he's so excited. He's so thrilled to just be present in that moment. Brink is just so happy to be alive every minute. I, Brink loves life. We should all aspire to be more Brink. And it, This it is- whole sequence is just sheer joy. Yeah. It's, and he it's he glorious. tells Peter that his moves are ill, br- bra man. 
you know it's got all the oh, lingo did you hear that the bra man is ill <laughs> oh, where will i get my bras they now? say it's serious it feels like the wrong time to ask him about alternative bra supplies but uh but who's who's this hanging around the oh, pits why it's a reporter from Inline Magazine. However, it turns out that the reporter is not there for the Soul Skaters because into this idyllic scene, like a meteorite, slams um, not just the antagonist of this film, but the antagonist of you, the rest of your whole life. Yeah. It's Team X-Blades. And however you're imagining that is spelled and stylized, <laughs> you are incorrect. <laughs> you are you are so wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Team X-Blades show up. Team X-Blades are led by Val... Yeah. Um, Who's like an evil Brink. Yeah. Yo, Brink, what's up? Now you're going to do that at the Invitational or save for the championship? Say, you know what, Val? I don't think you skate so good anymore, man. I don't know. Maybe you should back both competitions. Nah. Might have to get back all this cool stuff. Ooh, sponsored skaters. Big deal. Brink is blonde. Val has dark hair. Yep. Um, Brink has kind of these, like, glorious curtains. And, like, Val has... Also curtains, but they're yeah. kind of more angular. And he's just a sort of evil, evil brink. And it turned, it seems like the the way the pit works is if you're in it, um, you have it forever until you leave. Yes. Um, and they want the soul skaters to get out of the pit so they can take their photos for Aggressive Inline magazine. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. So Val, in the first of many sort of evil tricks that he does throughout the movie, he sort of jumps in front of Brink and causes him to fly off the off the ramp and into a... It looks like he hurts his leg quite badly. Yeah, he just kind of slams bodily into a big concrete block. But there seems to be an honour system in place whereby if you physically leave the pit for one second, it becomes the sole property of anyone else who is physically present within the space. Yes. And of course, because the soul skaters, they care about their friends, they all run to check Brink is okay. And Team X-Blades, they had one guy remaining to stake the claim. So the pit is theirs now. Haha, you put all your feet outside the pit. Yeah, so now we've got it. So now they've got it. And, and there's have, nothing the Soul Skaters can do about it. Or is there? Because Brink, dusting himself off from his quite serious injury. He's got pranks of his own. <laughs> his prank is to go up to a gang of skateboarders who are hanging around the periphery of the pit. He asks the skateboarders, is it true that all skateboarders suck and are garbage? Oh, wuss- wussies, he says. Wussies? Yeah. And that obviously the skateboard, I mean, red rag to a bull, I mean, the, yeah. immediately livid. They stride over to Team X-Blades and start, like, slapping them on the helmet and <laughs> yeah. roughing, roughing them up and pulling their T-shirts yeah. over their head. Brinks, yeah, because Brinks, like, those guys said that skateboarders are, are wussier than inline skaters. Now, if you were a real skateboarder and a younger inline skater came up to you yeah. and said, hey, is it true that all skateboarders are wussies? Because that's what that kid over there is saying. I think I would look at the inline skater with a, a, a pitying hmm. fondness and, <laughs> and and maybe just go for a hug and just tell him it's yeah. okay. Well, Luke, imagine you're imagine you're in the park. You know, yeah. you're taking you're taking a walk. Yeah. And a 15 year old boy walks up to you and he says, um, "Those uh, those boys over there, they said that people who like the band Pup what? are wussies." Okay, well, they're going to get more than a helmet slapping as well. Like, <laughs> okay, I was going to. Okay, I was going to say you would probably not go over and assault those children, but apparently wouldn't I was wrong. To, wouldn't get to the end of the sentence. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I think again, this film—it's asked you to believe that inline skating is popular and is now really stretching um, believability by asking you also to believe 
that skateboarding and inline skating are kind of roughly on par in terms of coolness and popularity. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, what year is this film? 1998. It's 1998. I've got IMDb up. Okay, 1998. When did Tony Hawk's Pro Skater come out? That is literally what I'm looking up right now. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out in 1999. Okay. So that's sort of showing where the skateboarding world was. Right. In 1998. Okay. It was in development. It's sad to think that Brink only has one more year of his hobby before it is <laughs> completely, like, utterly crushed from space. By Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk's in the pit. Yeah. Hand in your skates to him. He's going to bury them in cement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Brink got one back on, on Val. Yeah. And uh, we cut back to, to the house. Uh, we see a bit more of Brink's home life. Uh, his dad is making a sandwich. Brink springs in uh, shouting, yo, what's up, fam? <laughs> because, you know, he's got all the l- lingo. Yeah. And his, da- his dad is annoyed. He says that his kid is not normal. Uh, no one should be that happy all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's every dad's nightmare, isn't it? Your child <laughs> happy is happy child, all yeah. the time. Fulfilled and enjoying themselves. <laughs> so fulfilled. Has friends and... He seems to live in the moment and have a great supportive friend group and a hobby he loves. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. Yeah, I'm upset. The dad has his own drama going on, though, because... He works in construction. He was involved in an incident where there's blame, there's a claim. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has basically been like off work for quite some time because he's been unfit because he was injured. Yeah, you may know this actor, by the way, it's David Graff, who played uh, Tackleberry in the Police Academy films. Yeah, and he is basically not sure whether he's ever going to get his job back. So the family is in a little bit of financial trouble. The mom is a realtor. Uh, but she doesn't appear to be selling many houses. So, yeah, the family is in a little bit of trouble finance-wise, and Brink has picked up on that. Uh, we also meet the, his sister, uh, who is the sister from Smart House. Oh, my God, how did I not spot that? Brink is a ball of energy, yeah. basically. Just a shining ball of positive energy and yeah. light. Yeah. And I love him. He just ping-pongs around improving everyone's lives. Yeah. So we sort of meet the family. We meet the family. But then, but the main drama is happening at like at school the next day. We get more of the kind of the antagonism between uh, the Soul Skaters and Team X Blades because uh, they're arriving at school. Gabrielle has been forced to wear a dress. Brink says that he thinks it's fat. PH fat. PH fat. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it's mad cool <laughs> as well. But uh, Val skates past and he steals Pete's shoes. He's changing out of his, his skates into his shoes, and then uh, as a revenge for the skateboarding prank. He, well, he says, hey, that skateboarding prank you pulled yesterday. And Brink goes, oh, yeah, that was pretty dope. (laughs) Like right in Val's face. Yeah. Brink doesn't care. He's just having a good time. But uh, Pete's shoes do get thrown onto the telephone wire. Yeah. And Val says, if you knock on me, I know. I'll know you're a bunch of wussies. Mm, But. Isn't it? Impressive throw, to be fair. It is, yeah. And there's about to be some soul skater escalation because then they do a revenge prank where they get hold of Val's sandwich when he's eating his lunch and they add a bunch of worms to it and then sneak it back in a stealth operation so that then Val eats a load of worms. But he won't snitch either because there's a sort of prison code going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he does issue a challenge to the soul skaters. He's like, you and and us right now, out back. And he he (laughs) wanted to pound the snot out of Brink. But... (laughs) But... Okay. 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 Look. Look. Look, there's no two ways around yeah, this. Yeah, yes. Yes. Andy's right. There's no two ways around it. Do I want to be the kind of person who finds this sort of 
accidental innuendo funny. No, it's, none of no, us do. We've, we're adults, and we can we can just say, look, obviously, it's just it's just a it's just a turn of phrase. There's no deeper meaning here. But through, I, I've got to say that throughout this film, <laughs> Val and Brink, the sexual tension between the two of them is so palpable. I mean, every almost every conversation they have, they're about an inch away from each other, like whispering the lines into each other's mouths. <laughs> so palpable. And again, look, I don't want to find this funny. What are you to do when I tell you that Val says to Brink, personally, I just want to pound the snot out of you. And then says that if you lose. Personally, I just want to pound the snot out of you. The boomer suggested a race instead. You win, we stop giving you beef. You lose, and man... It's like open season on your butts. <laughs> what? What are we to do? What? What would you have me do? What are we supposed to do? Would you have me not find it funny when he says it's open season on your butts? <laughs> Just every line these two say, they're about an inch away from each other's face. Yep. Or like biting their lips and just also Sam Horrigan who plays Val. He's got a real uh, and it's excellent. Val is a brilliant, br- a brilliant portrayal. Um, mm. It has a real whispery delivery. Val wanted to pound Brink and make it open season on his butt. Yes. But his teammate Boomer mm. uh, suggested instead a race. You know, rollerblading that thing that everyone does. Yes. In this school. I mean, the only note that I have on the race is that it looks good as hell and that in general the skating in this film looks brilliant you can't really tell that it's adults doing it um mm-hmm. unlike johnny tsunami uh what i will say is it's very much like the school level from tony hawk's pro skater <gasps> so i don't know if this was a an influence but they've got like the yes. lunch tables lined up to do oh, jumps yeah. off and this stuff. whole school is set up like a tony hawk's club it's like lines yeah. just lead into other sick trick opportunities i'm just saying tony maybe send some money Eric Von Detten's way. Yeah, do the right thing, Tony. <laughs> yeah, Tony. At love for once in your life. <laughs> once in your damn life. I mean, yeah, it's so Tony Hawk. Brink, Brink may as well be like snatching a VHS tape out of the air. Oh or my the God, letters so for choice. horse. God, uh, can you imagine if Brink were an unlockable character in Tony Hawk's oh Pro Skater? Oh my God. God, so good. Can he skateboard? <laughs> no, no, God, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, so they're having they're having the race. It's a relay, so they're sort of uh, they've all paired off with another member of Team X Blades. Um, even though it's a race, they're all doing they're all losing time by like skating backwards and doing sick tricks and rail grinds well, and stuff. To the untrained eye, losing time probably there are all sorts of momentum and weight shift uh, considerations mm. that mean actually the fastest line is to do a yeah do an indie nose bone off the wall. That's- True, um, but Boomer, who you may know as playing the uh, the Black Power Ranger, yes. in Power Rangers, the, fer- the, the first the first one to play the role, he gets hurt. He, Boomer um, wipes out. He smashes yeah. his knee, and Val is like, "Come on, Boomer, you worst tag me." Yeah, uh, so he can carry on, and he takes off at speed. But Brink, who is ahead because he hasn't lost any time, uh, he sees what's happened. He stops and he skates back and he starts helping Boomer, telling him the same thing happened to him. He knows what's what to do. Soul skating. Exactly. It's what he's doing. Boomer can't believe this. Boomer's like, you would help you... me even though I am an ex-blade. an ex-blads. <laughs> an ex-blads. Yeah. And Brink's like, yeah, sure, don't worry about it. Um, so, but <laughs> we learned that we learned that Brink is a nice guy. We knew this already, but, it, you know, it's confirmation. Yeah. And Boomer, crucially, is wounded. That's going to be important later. Boomer just got offered the role in Power Rangers, so he shattered his ankle on purpose. <laughs> on purpose, so he wouldn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't have to be all in the, Brink yeah. anymore. 
All the stunts in Power Rangers are done by the original Japanese actors, so he does, he just has to stand yeah. around. All he has to in... do is sit in his Mastodon dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> but but okay. yeah, the, the teachers arrive, uh, everyone's in trouble for skating, Brink gets suspended... And uh, his dad is, is mad. And Brink offers the explanation that they had to skate battle because the crew was giving them beef. This doesn't go down super well. Dad, Valentine's crew were dissing us. So we started giving them beef right back. And then they wanted to hit it right there at school. And clearly we couldn't step off, so we had to battle. Who are you? What have you done with my son? God, Dad. The next day at school... Team X-Blades approaches the Soul Skaters. And even though they are kind of hated enemies, mm. Val sort of comes to them in the guise of a friend, almost. Uh, and, and basically says, like, hey, look, Boomer um, shattered his ankles and is now in the Mastodon Dinosaurd, yep. <laughs> forming up to defeat Rita Repulsa. Uh-huh. So uh, there's now an opening on Team X-Blades, but I guess none of you soul skaters would be interested in that even though the money is incredible being known as the best get paid at the same time what could be sweeter what could be sweeter and pete is like we don't care about any of that stuff man we skate for fun we're soul skaters exactly right brink and then brink is like yeah right but you can see in his eyes Mm. that he's thinking about his family's money troubles his sister needs braces his dad's car broke down they've got the mortgage to pay and that that's so that 200 dollars a week from team x blades sounds like real right about now (laughs) okay can we talk about the financials (laughs) because it does transpire that the amount that team x blades is offering its sponsored skaters is 200 dollars a week plus an extra 200 if you win a tournament yes However, bonus. however, when, uh, as indeed happens next, Brink shows up at the Team X-Blades. I, I, the only word I can think to use is compound. <laughs> I've got headquarters. Headquarters, now. that's good. Yeah. It's, a, it's a gigantic series of warehouses, a complex. As Brink yep. arrives, several vans are being loaded and unloaded with enormous boxes of Team X-Blades merch. Merch, merch yeah. I, or licensed gear or something the walls of this warehouse are stacked high with the self-same boxes we also we 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 are going to get to meet jimmy who is the grown-up boss of team x blades who explains who who explains to who explains to brink that he's in 1200 outlets nationwide and that he moves Mm -hmm. at 10 million dollars of merch a year all because of team x blades that's what x blades all about my man going big I'm in 1,200 outlets nationwide. Last year, I moved over $10 million worth of merchandise. And all because of Team X-Blade. Now, that's the kind of fact I would keep secret (laughs) from the kids who I'm paying $200 a week. Team X-Blades is just these four kids, right? These four children. These four children in L.A. Each member is getting $9,600 a year, and he's making $10 million. As hard as it is for me to admit, he should be paying Team X-Blades more. (laughs) Yeah, it's extremely exploitative. 
his I mean his office looks like the briefing room for a laser quest. <laughs> you know, he's obviously doing pretty well for himself. The whole operation is so dodgy. He pays them in cash as well. Yeah, Jimmy, cash yeah, in hand. Just cash in hand, so I guess there's no paper trail. And yeah. like you're telling me that the whole Team X Blades Empire it, 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 <laughs> is four, children. four children <laughs> who all go to school. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, hey Val, maybe stop shattering the team's ankles into <laughs> <school> <laughs> beef. <laughs> that's like that's a quarter of a million dollars worth of ankle you just smashed. <laughs> this film simultaneously makes uh, aggressive inline skating seem like the whole world, and also like only eight people do it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's so true. <laughs> there are no other... T- There's like, in the big tournament at the end, there are like the 10 teams, the best teams from the entire nation, and two of them, maybe more for all we know, are, go to the same school. <laughs> I mean, we have, to, we have to assume. The only explanation is that everyone in America is buying inline skating gear and no one is using it. That I mean, I know a lot of people who bought inline skating gear and never used it, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I did, so... Yeah. yeah I, I, here's me funding Team X-Blades. Anyway, Brink, yeah, Brink tries. Yeah, he, tries he tries out for Team X Blades. Yeah. He ha- he has to do a thirty second street run. Nails and it. He just he abs- he's just stunting so righteous. Yeah. Uh, he says that he'll only skate for Team X Blades on the strict prov- proviso that his soul mm. skater gang don't find out, and he is only going to skate for them at the big upcoming Invitational. It's like a kind yeah. of it's a one off a one off deal, and, and, and in exchange. Val also says that Brink has to respect him in public, which uh, which then Brink bites his lip, stares deep into Val's eyes, and says that won't be a problem. I think it's so sad that Val is like, okay, yeah, we'll do it, but you have to respect me in public. Brink's like, I don't know, respect you in public. You, oh no, you you're do us. suck. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is great. Now someone's going to respect me in public because he has to because of his contract. And uh, no more bagging on me in front of people. From now on, you start showing me some respect. You got then. Well, and then the, the owner of the team is like, wait, Brink, your parents, are they OK with this? And Brink's like, um, uh, um, um sh- sure. <laughs> and and like, the owner's like, hear it. <laughs> well, I'm covered legally. So, <laughs> great. It's all nice and legal. You know, That's it. Brink, on paper, you're a convent in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah, he's $200. Uncle you're... Sam doesn't know about. <laughs> you are legally you are legally an office building that was destroyed in 1970. You are not a boy. Yeah. Brink, you are now legally an unsuccessful jamba juice. <laughs> Brink, you are several Hollywood productions that never got off the ground. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> this episode of Mom Can't Cook is sponsored by ZocDoc. Now, this is for our American listeners, and Luke and I being in the UK, we don't really get how the healthcare system works over there, but it seems like ZocDoc is something that you folks could use. That's right. Now, you know how Brink, Andy, is really good at soul skating? God, do I? Do I ever? Well, when someone is exceptionally good at what they do, like Brink is at soul skating. Or Val is at being a jerk. Yeah, exactly. You know that you're in good hands or bad hands if it's Val. And the same is true of doctors. Yeah, exactly. When you find the right doctor, you can feel it. You feel heard and at ease. And on ZocDoc, finding the right doctor who is right for you is a seamless process. 
Andy, how exactly does ZocDoc work? ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Uh, so go to ZocDoc.com MCC and download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash M-C-C, ZocDoc.com slash M-C-C. So at the dinner table, Brink floats the idea with his family of getting a job to help out. He mentions to the family that he could do that. His da- he, he talks about sponsor skating. His dad and sister are wowed by the idea of a $200 um, per week take home. But mm. fundamentally, dad isn't keen. He doesn't really respect skating. <laughs> the sister is like, $200 a week? Daddy like. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Which is well, odd. Which, yeah. Especially when daddy doesn't like, because he doesn't respect yeah. skating, actually. Dad has vetoed the idea. His dad has vetoed the idea. So Brink is now keeping a secret not only from the soul skaters, but from his family. Well, you can tell he kind of wants to tell the soul skaters, because he tries to tell Peter on the phone, but Peter has to has to go. Yeah. So he, he can't. And then the next day at school, they're doing a cookery lesson, and he, he's, he obviously wants to tell them there. And he has a quite a convoluted sort of metaphor about how baking a cake is a lot like friendship. You guys ever notice that baking a cake is a lot like friendship? Excuse me? No, I mean... All right, you put a lot of work into it, right? And sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to. But it still tastes good. I told you not to eat that spoonful of frosting. Yeah, man, sugar can mess you up. And when you think about it... (laughs) Doesn't that just say it all? Anyway, I'm skating for Team Expert. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true of baking at all. If it turns out not how you wanted it to, it probably doesn't taste good. Yeah, and some cakes are really easy, like that one you put in a mug in the microwave. Yeah, exactly. How you want it to turn out is good tasting, probably. Mm. And if it doesn't turn out as expected, probably throw it away. Yeah, throw away but he can't tell them because who's here again? Oh, it's Val. He's really seeking them out, this Val. Yeah, well, I mean, of course Val is seeking them out because now Val knows that Brink has to legally respect him in this public. Is, but this is class time. Shouldn't he be in a class or something? <laughs> yeah, but he skipped class to go he's be respected. To be he's, respected not, he's not getting respected in his class or at home or anywhere. So he has to, so he has to sort of sneak out to... To be respected by Brink, who has to respect him. Well, it works, because Gabriella calls him a jerk. But Brink can't disparage him due to the contractual Team X-Blades non-Val disparagement clause (laughs) that he's he's signed. I find this whole concept really (laughs) depressing. I'm just imagining Val being like... Because he's like, am I a jerk, Brink? And Brink, of course, is legally obliged to say, no, Val, you're not a jerk. And then Val is like, hooray! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Brink, you heard him Brink, am I worthless? <laughs> Brink, am I loved? <laughs> Remember the contract. <laughs> Remember the, your contractual obligation. <laughs> yes, Val, you are Aww. loved. Hooray! <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, it is a little sad. Um, oh. So Val is Val is riding Brink pretty hard, you know. Um, yeah, I think maybe Team X Blaze shouldn't have a captain because it doesn't really seem necessary, and the power <laughs> the power really seems to have gone to Val's head. Captain should probably be Jimmy, the dude who like owns the <laughs> yeah, team. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, hey, you seem to be falling apart emotionally, Val. Why don't you head up the team? <laughs> a volatile, vulnerable boy. <laughs> It's like uh, exactly the sort of 
you know, in uh, in it, the sort of the mm. troubled boy who becomes a murderer because he's susceptible to Pennywise. Yes, that's basically that's exactly. Oh that. my god! Like if Pennywise has like a kind of a radar or a scanner, Val would be yeah. like pinging off the scale, heading straight for Val. Yeah, but um. <laughs> But yeah, so the the Soul Skaters they've heard that uh, Val found someone to replace Boomer, and <laughs> Brink, in a sort of genius, thinking move quick direction, <laughs> said that he heard it too, and the guy was big and Korean, <laughs> and that that probably scans because you'd imagine that Val went on a worldwide search to find the best. <gasps> of course, skaters. yes, he would. Well, like Boomer's ankle across. is shattered. I'm off to Europe. <laughs> Europe to begin I with. I ended up in Korea and I found the best aggressive inline skater there. He's huge. He's huge. Come back with me. <laughs> but Pete says, I don't care how good he is. He isn't better than my man here. Oh, Pointing at Brink. Yeah. Brink, you, Brink just dies inside. I know. It's really hard to see Brink's soul being crushed by the weight of lies. Mm. Um, the film kind of makes it seem as if... Brink's soul is being crushed by the weight of being a sponsored skater, but I think, <laughs> but I think it's like with the weight of two hundred dollars a week, the weight of being exploited by Team X Blade. More money, more problems, man. Yeah, it clearly his soul is really being crushed by lying to his friends and family. Yeah, and also it, it's backfired as well because his dad, after Brink's attempt to talk about being a sponsored skater by saying he thinks he should get a job. His dad has now secured him a job working at a dog grooming place. Yes. And he needs someone to help out a couple of nights a week, he says. Brink can't tell dad that he already has a job, so he is essentially forced to accept this new job, dog grooming mm-hmm. at Puppin Suds. Yeah. Uh, and we then get a pretty delightful montage of Brink's typical days. He's yeah. wa- you know, It's basically like the toll that all of this is taking on him. He's waking yes. up at seven. So I, I have I have his schedule here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like hit hit me it. with the schedule. Okay, 7am, yep. he wakes up. 9.46am, he's in school, Whoa. so presumably school starts at 9. Yeah, so makes sense. he's got like a solid two hours between waking up and school. Well, he has to skate that's... all the way there. It could be like a two-hour oh, two yeah. skate uphill or something. Uh, 12, 12.30 is lunch. Mm. And then 2.30, he is at Pup and Suds. So I guess his school day, if it starts at 9, lunch is at 12.30. Yeah, what school day is done by... 2:30. Done by 2.30. Like, lunch is an hour, right? So there's only an hour after... He's got, like, three hours of schooling a day. Yeah. It's not a lot. Uh, he arrives at Pup and Suds at 2.30. Yeah. He washes dogs for an hour and a half, and then he leaves work at four. <laughs> that's, at four... that's not a working day, Brink. <laughs> that's an hour and a half of dog washing. You can't wash a dog in 90 minutes. At 4.15, he's at the Team X-Blades warehouse. Yeah. Uh, at 5.36, he's skating home, so presumably practice is only an hour. Yeah. Uh, he joins the others at the pit. Presumably that's another hour of skating. At 7.02pm, he arrives home. Yeah. Uh, at 9.19pm, we see him doing homework. And at 11.24pm, we see him asleep. So if he's up at 7, yeah. and, he fell a- and he fell asleep seconds before his mum comes in at the 11.24 scene in the montage, yeah. that is still over seven and a half hours sleep he's getting at night. Uh, Andy, you are preaching to the choir. I have written down here <laughs> that like this montage is supposed to be driving home how exhausted and broken Brink is. And I looked at the clock IRL in this montage, and I still had nearly an hour of Brink to watch, and it was quarter <laughs> past ten in the, in the evening. And I still had to watch an hour of Brink and make notes on it and my sympathy for Brink evaporated. He wakes up like an hour after I do. Yeah. yeah. And he does like two hours of school works for an hour and a half. Yeah. Does a bunch of skating. He sleeps he likes. solidly. He doesn't wake up in the night because his body is old and dehydrated and he's stressed. <laughs> 
he fa- he falls asleep at school like with a sandwich in his mouth. Like he's exa- you had seven and a half hours of sleep, Brink, Brink. I wish I could fall asleep with a sandwich in my mouth because it would save me a lot of time in the day. It would just sort of work its way down. Yeah, if I could if I could combine eating and sleeping, that would actually be a massive help logistically. Yeah. So you're getting no sympathy from us, Brink, is what we're saying. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. at the end of this montage, uh, Brink fakes illness because it's the day of the Invitational, right? This is the thing mm-hmm. that he's competing in for Team X-Blades. Peter comes round to collect him so they can head over there together and Brink's like, <coughs> I can't do the Invitational uh, I'm too ill. Sorry, can't yeah. compete. And Peter's like, oh, well, never mind. Can you tell the others for me? Sure. Hey, we'll go down there and check it out anyway. No! I, I, uh, oh. <coughs> I mean, no, man, don't. I mean, you know, the Invitational, it's only a warm-up for the championship. You guys should session instead. Okay. You're the boss. Take it easy. So, yeah, so Peter is real nice about it because, as you say, Soul Skater. But he does leave... Uh, to go session, which gives Brink the opening he needs to go <laughs> in disguise <laughs> to the Team X Plays Invitational. His disguise is a pair of those sunglasses that Morpheus wears in the Matrix. <laughs> He's wearing weird little Matrix sunglasses. <laughs> and nothing and else. That's it. No, he is wearing other clothes. He's not naked except for his oh. <laughs> Morpheus sunglasses. No, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing his Team X-Blades colours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's got nothing else in the way of disguise. Um, no. And the invitational's going on. Um, Team X-Blades is... <laughs> Team X-Blades is flagging in the competition. And Brink is up next, so Val gets real close to his face <laughs> and tells him... I thought you were supposed to be something as big as you want. Well, I want real big. Right now, you got that. (laughs) What are we supposed to take from this film? Am I proud of myself? No. No. I am not imagining this. This is not subtext. This is super text. And then, and then Brink goes, right, well, yeah, time to give it to you big. <laughs> so he goes out to skate in his little Matrix sunglasses disguise. And the announcer goes, next up, Andy Brink Brinker for Team X-Blades. Like, why wear a disguise if they're going to announce your name over the tannoy? I know. Also, so the Soul Skaters were, you know, doing their session. But Gabriella is like, why are we doing this session? It's boring. Let's go watch the Invitational. That's what Soul Skaters would do. So they head over there. Brink, obviously, is, you know... Ripping it gnarly. And he's skating so he's, he's going so Richter so at backdoor. He's, yeah, backdoor has been thoroughly ricketed, and yeah. um, and he's you know he's enjoying himself, and he, he and he he does great. He, he he gets a great score. Brink is on top of the half pipe, and he's you know you can tell he feels like a little burst of pride. Jerry's down on the floor. He's just dishing out the two hundred dollar bonuses because presumably he's just cleared like <laughs> another five hundred k in merch or something. Yeah. Um. But into the midst of Brink's celebrations, the soul skaters appear uh, because they have indeed seen the whole thing. Um, at they they realise s- that he's not Korean. They somehow saw through Brink's disguise. <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah, they sort of shove Brink over. And- yeah, and they're like, they're shocked and disappointed. You sell out, Brink, yeah, yeah. they say. And then they leave. Brink goes after them. He throws his helmet at Val. He goes after them. And we cut to the pier. The other three, they're going over their options. They need four people. And now that Brink is a... Narc sell out. They yeah. need a, a fourth person. And Brink walks up and says, Maybe I could be the fourth man. And then they all just leave. They're sickened. Soul skaters turn your back. Yeah. 
But Val is there too because he goes everywhere Brink does. <laughs> well, like he, a... he has to because Brink legally has to respect him. <laughs> has to respect him. <laughs> he's, at the, he's at the Orange Julius getting a drink. <laughs> Look, when, you, when you've got someone who legally has to respect you in public, you don't just let them wander off. You follow them around and get all the respect. You get, you get all the respect you respect. can while you can. And that contract's not good forever. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Val Walker walks up and he says, you want to know the difference between them and me? You bailed on both of us, but the difference is I'm willing to be your friend again. Wow. Come on back, Brink. we got a championship to win. And so reluctantly, Brink takes the X-Blades helmet. He's got no choice. He's got Welcome no back, says the little spiky X-Blades member whose name I will not learn. <laughs> it's not important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the house, Brink is sort of all torn up inside, yeah. even more his so. His dad is complaining. He says it's not normal. Yeah, his um, dad is now... Someone to be sad all the time, like his son. <laughs> oh the dad is now complaining that Brink is too sad, having been annoyed before that he was too cheerful. Yeah, so is this a point where he kind of goes out to talk to him on the porch? Well, he doesn't go of his own accord. The mum has be shoved out, out the house. Yeah, basically. I don't want to talk to my sad son. He says, like, oh, he says, and I think this is a quote, he's so depressing to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. I'm <laughs> Your depressing son is a real oh, dad. Oh, that buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> goes out and is sort of like sarcastic to his son. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I tried for five seconds. Off I go. But hey, if you ever change your mind, I'm here, buddy. You can tell me or don't tell me. It's okay. If that doesn't change my job description, you change your mind. I'm here, buddy. Wow. Probably feels pretty good about himself for that little speech. Yeah. Despite his bullshit being one of the main reasons that Brink is all left up now. Exactly. Um, when we first watched Brink, Andy, obviously, as we've talked about before, it was the first decom that we watched together. Mm. And we both agreed that this is one bad dad. But I have to say, since motocrossed, the bar is now in hell. And like, well, and Johnny Tsunami. And, and yeah. Johnny Tsunami, yeah. So actually, you know, in D- on the decom scale, this yeah. is not a bad dad. He's going to bring it around, sort of. There's a decon called Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off as well, which has an extremely <laughs> bad dad. Oh, that is... He's oh, like, he's a top tier. That is a... Top tier bad daddy. Weapons grade bad dad. Yeah. Anyway, Brink is sad, but he's going to be in the championship for Team X-Blade. So, the structure of the championship, it has three parts. There's a street part, a vert part, and downhill. The two teams with the highest scores on street and vert uh, send one person from each team to the big hill to do the downhill yes. uh, thing. So Team X-Blades are on this hill. They're sort of scouting it out, ready to do their practice. Brink is sort of looking off at the course and Val is like, what are you What are you doing, Brink? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just thinking how fun it would be to do cool stunts. To, ju- to... The stunt he describes is like launching off a driveway <laughs> over the roof of a house or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like a preposterous stunt. I was just thinking how dope it would be to die by doing this. <laughs> I was just thinking how dope it would be to launch off the driveway into the sun. <laughs> and Val's like, yeah, well, if you can come back to Earth for a second, Brink, we're not here for fun. Yeah. We're here to win. This is about winning. Not fun. Oh, this is just great. I guess I'll let anybody skate here. What are you guys, following us? Came to use the downhill course. Um, so the soul skaters show up. Uh, Val makes racist remarks to Gabriella. Yes, we, we had a, an email um, uh, from uh, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa, for sending this in. Who said that uh, Brink has some of the most realistic racism and sexism I've ever seen in a kid's movie. Yes. And I think that that's true because Val... 
I think um, the character of Gabriella is from Peru and Val is like, oh, why didn't you go back to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of just really just nasty, depressing, like gross, small, racist way. Yes. And it's a, it's obviously a, another piece on the Jenga pile of Val's awfulness, but it also, it, it does feel like it, it comes from a very realistic place. It's horrible. Yeah, it's gross. But, uh, but thank you, Melissa, for sending that email in. Mm. We appreciated receiving it. Yeah. So the next thing that happens is Val proposes a downhill race. He proposes a race to see who gets the downhill course. Yeah. Um, and the soul skaters put up Gabriella and Val, of course, proposes Brink mm. as the X-Blades skater he doesn't want to do it and compounding his unease just before the race begins val takes him aside and puts his face real close and says um well here's what he says big turn just before ketner stay on the outside wait wait, wait. you never stay on the outside of a turn brink can't possibly fathom what this could mean yep <laughs> because he's a sweet <laughs> because he's child. nice he's a sweet yeah. boy so, but yeah. what it what it means is that Val skates ahead and he throws a handful of deadly rocks onto the track yep. as they come round the the turn after stunting so righteous down the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brink he he suddenly realizes what's about to happen. He screams to Gabriella, "Stay on the outside!" But she's like, "I'm not falling for your X-blade tricks." She takes the quicker inside route and she hits the rocks and she absolutely eats. Shit. <laughs> we have our second podcast to grizzly arm wound <laughs> like, gabriella's arm is completely mangled this must have been the same makeup folks that did motocross yeah. because like they've just gone ham on this kid's arm it's like yeah it's like you know in the you know in terminator where he has to fix his arm oh he has to cut yeah. the skin off and peel it back yeah. He's, yeah it's basically that it's like walking dead levels of gore yeah gabriella's skin just all shredded up and torn off it's it's horrible yeah it's um, really grim uh, can we go for a third what's the next we haven't decided what movie we're going to do next can we do one that will feature a grizzly arm wound um yeah what else ring of ender slight does does a dolphin chomp down on someone's arm in that uh yeah i think so i think there's yeah, a bit where sweet. a dolphin tears someone's skin off you've got to stop pitching ring of endless life <laughs> we've got to do it eventually <laughs> oh no, no get it out of the way i say so gabriella is she's stricken Peter and Geordie, they look at Brink. Brink looks at Val and he realises what happens. Mm. And so Brink, then we get a little uh, bit where Brink goes round to Gabriella's house to apologise. Pete and Geordie are leaving. There's this music playing, which is like, I'm sorry, I did not mean to hurt you in the downhill I didn't want your arm to get all shredded up like it did. Looks really gross and grody. <laughs> Don't want to look at it again, but the, I'm sorry. The, la- it's, yeah. the language of cinema in this scene is making it look as if Gabriella is dying. Yeah. She's like, it's basically, it's like a deathbed visit. Yeah. It's like, she's lying there. She's like, Brink. I, come <laughs> close to well Brink. A, a, a priest doing the last rites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are people sort of saying prayers at the foot of the bed. Yeah. But you need that because this is where Brink realizes the extent of his crimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I crime. didn't think anyone would get hurt, Gabriella. He sobs. Gabriella says, You were the one who told me about soul skating. Brink explains that his uh, family really needed the money, to which Gabriella responds, We all need the money, Brink. What's that got to do with it? We all need the money, Brink. What does that have to do with it? First, you do something that you really love, and then you start doing it for the money. And before you know it, you're just another sellout. 
Then before you know it, you're just another sellout. Never get paid for anything. It's bruising it's stuff. Skating weight. <laughs> you should hate your job and love your hobbies. Uh, God, it's so simple, Brink. How long have we been recording? Going on fit. We'll have done the ad by now. That's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's clear. Okay. Okay. That's in our wake. Oh. Before Gabriella can give us a hard time. You should never get paid for anything. No. And if you do, you're a sellout. Dad finds Brink sad in the garage. Brink is looking yeah. at his first pair of skates. Dad says, I remember when I got you these, you were four, maybe five years old. So real clear in yeah. the memory there, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brink, that's only 10 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, him and, his, him and his dad have a heart to heart. And it's quite, it's quite good, this scene. Yeah, I think this, I, is, I think this is genuinely good. Brink confesses that um, it wasn't just about the money. He did want his picture in magazines and he wanted to be somebody. I think it's a, I think it's a, a totally understandable impulse that Brink would want the recognition for his skill that he has because he is the best skater. Yeah. Probably in the country because there's only 10. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. And, you know, I don't... He, he feels so ashamed that he wants to have his picture in a magazine with a little caption that says... Brink is good at skating. Vanity. He's like, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, vanity. You sell oh, out. You vain man. Whereas the, yeah, whereas the rest of the soul skaters are like fugazing it up. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good we are. We must never profit or be successful or, or fated. So the dad explains to Brink that Brink is not defined by a job or what mm-hmm. he does. You are Andy Brinker. You are are a good son and you are a good friend who just happens to skate and tomorrow if you never skate again you are still Andy Brinker and Andy I, I, I've just got a little note here that I cried slightly <laughs> look as we've covered it was gone 10pm and I'm tired did you, I'm not, did you cry at the bit where the dad said Come on, let's split for the pad and then throw up gang signs. <laughs> yes, that was it. That was the that was, that the, was, the, that was the point where I burst into grateful tears. <laughs> it all came flooding out. <laughs> all the bent up emotions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I cried a lot because I didn't. Uh, I cried very slightly. But you you're know. Andy Brinker, a good son and a good friend oh. who just happens to skate. Oh. And tomorrow, if you never skate again, you're still Andy Brinker. Damn, it's good. Yeah, it's so good. the dad's the dad did some good, a good daddy. The dad pulled it around at the last minute, so. Mm, but then he did say, "Let's split for the pad." <laughs> he did, unfortunately, then do that. <laughs> unfortunately, he did stack so it. Now, at the last he turn. now has to go to jail. Sadly, he did run. He did run into the deadly rocks <laughs> of saying split for the pad. So, so, smash cut to the pier. Team X plays are getting yep. pizza and milkshakes and being toxic lads. Yep, here's the, here's Val's sexism where someone gives him a strawberry milkshake and he says, don't give me strawberry. Do I look like I'm wearing a dress? I get chocolate. I want, a man's flavour. I want a chocolate milkshake, damn it. Where's Brink? He has to respect me in <laughs> public. He's about to get... He's about to have bigger problems because Brink throws a pair of inline skates onto his pizza. <laughs> yeah, which is a little harsh on the people who, who aren't... <laughs> Oh, the 
X Blade Squad. Yeah, and presumably someone else bought that. Like Boomer is looking sadly at the only meal he would eat that day, <laughs> which now has skates on. What about Boomer? Boomer's in the Mastodon. He's, he, oh, that's yeah, true. He's fine. All right, a little spiky one. Yeah, then, yeah, the, yeah, the spiky one's going hungry. So yeah, the X Blades uh, sponsored merch skates get slammed into the middle of this perfectly <laughs> good pizza. Dunked into the middle of a pizza because Brink is dramatically quitting Team X Blades. Publicly disrespecting Val Which he could, against yeah. the terms of his contract. But, but I don't think there was a contract other than your parents are cool with this. Yes, 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 good. Okay, fine. <laughs> Val is like, what are you doing? I should be mad at you. You didn't even have the brains to finish the race. And then Brink says, no, but I do have the brains to finish this. And then he hurls a milkshake right in Val's face. But it's chocolate, so it's not girly. <laughs> Brink says, if you've got beef with me, then let's settle it at the championship, to which, to which Val responds. Oh, we'll get it on for sure. And then Brink bites his head. <laughs> I think uh, just before this, there's a really, it's, I think it's a really good scene when um, uh, Boomer sort of is like, what do you do? Like, stop it. Don't fight him. Because Val tries to take a swing yes, at Brink. Yes. Boomer's like, stop it. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you'd turn on me, Boomer. And Boomer's like, oh, yeah, that's your problem. You don't think. And Brink says, no, Val, I finally figured out your problem is that you're just not any fun to skate with. Yo, my God. I mean, that's it, isn't it? That's the core message of this film. It's like Val is so tied up in winning and sponsorships and money and magazines. He's forgotten that skating is supposed supposed to be be fun. fun, Val. This is kind of underlined in the next scene where we cut to the soul skaters who are in their final prep for the tournament. Geordie needs more air. Peter still can't land the flat spin 540 that he's been practicing for ages. Gabriella can't skate until the weekend because of her injuries. And the others are like, oh, this is so hard. Why are we doing this? And Peter goes, because it's fun. <laughs> and then he does tries to do a trick and his skates break. And it's just the, the lowest point for all of them. Yeah. And I think, it, I think this is true of any, um, anything that you sort of start as a hobby, like a fun thing that you do because you enjoy it. And you end up doing it for so long and at such a high level that you sort of lose sight of that sometimes. Yes. I don't know if any of our listeners have ever like played sport or been like been in a band or something, oh. you know, where you enjoy you enjoy like jamming with your friends, yep. but then you're playing gigs and oh, you know, yes. you've got a bunch of people there and it's stressful and you think you're worried you'll forget stuff. Yeah, and suddenly you've got to like do things like organize things and organize people and organize everyone's time and you've mm. got to have like conversation difficult conversations with your friends and stuff about like who's going to be skating in this or what or oh oh no the drummer's written a song (laughs) oh no we'll play it for sure yeah it's in (laughs) oh yeah no it's in oh yeah oh yeah no i'm yeah we'll do it we'll do it at the as the encore song yep there was no time for an no time for not what did we say we were gonna oh we uh oh oh, no Uh, i'm annoyed now Uh, because <laughs> oh, no. I definitely learned it. Well, all <laughs> yeah, that time. I, I learned all the bits of it. I learned the bits oh. where it's like, "Hey, baby, rocking baby, you're my drummer." Something all night long till the break of dawn. Yeah, that was such rock, a good rhyme. Rock me in five four time. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's a reasonably good bet that if the drummer's written a song, it's called "Rock Me in Five Four Time." <laughs> Brackets till the break of dawn. <laughs> look, look. you are absolutely right though it's it's this isn't just a film for kids it's also a film for podcasters because it is about trying to find the balance between the thing that you're passionate about Mm. and seeking the success 
and indeed the remuneration that your hard work deserves. Where is the line? Yeah. It's not always clear. What happens next is Brink skates up and he says, did you guys ever think of getting a sponsor? And then the team are like, sponsors are no fun. Yeah. And then Brink says, well, hey, that just depends on the sponsors. And he throws them a shirt. Uh-oh, now they're Team Pup and Suds. That's right. They are now being sponsored by Team... Well, I'm not entirely sure on the arrangement. Actually, I'm kind of the sponsor. Kind of? Well, you see, I kind of got my pay in advance so I can get you guys some stuff. How far in advance? About well, four months. The dog groomer Pup and Suds is the sponsor. But it's all being paid for by Brink. <laughs> yeah. Pup and Suds, the dog grooming salon, are making out like like bandits here because they've they've paid Brink his wages in advance and he's then spent all that money on like sponsored t-shirts yeah. for Team, for Pup, team Pup, and Pup and Suds. So Team Pup and Suds have paid zero, right? For this marketing. I think, I think that the sort of sensible way this would work is if Brink went to them and said, okay, in the next four months, you're going to pay me $600. Yeah. Or you can give me $1,000 worth of skate stuff, but it's sponsored Team Pup and Sud stuff instead of paying me money. Yes. Well, maybe that's... So maybe what, should that's we, should we just say that that's what Brink did? Because it's a bit... Yes, because it makes more sense, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, showing up with loads of new expensive skate gear makes the unmaterialistic soul skaters welcome Brink <laughs> back with open arms, it turns out. Their eyes turn into dollar signs <laughs> and make the cash <laughs> register sound. The, you know what, Brink, actually maybe, actually, maybe you are pretty good and cool and we can be Well, also, they again. heard about uh, Brink throwing a, um, a shake in, in Val's face and, and, Gab- and Gabriella... It's like, how did it? How did it feel? It was cool, and it was so sweet. <laughs> so they're reuniting, and it's time for the championship. The nation's top ten teams. Yeah. And somehow this includes Team Pup and Sons, <laughs> who were just some children from the local school. Team Pup and Sons. ESP with an annual turnover of ten million. <laughs> ESPN are here for this children's roller skating competition. <laughs> Yeah, also, there's, like, TV coverage from a thousand angles. At yeah. some points, like, the competition is shown on big screens, like, in, in the crowd, and it's just the movie, like, it's showing again, if that makes sense. Like, it's just the yeah. movie happening on there, like, complete <laughs> with, like, sometimes they're watching... Sometimes sometimes people in the crowds are watching skating in slow motion. <laughs> and, like, with, like, dramatic facial close-ups yeah. and stuff. And Disney Channel ad breaks. <laughs> and- yes. So yeah, first up is the street contest. Yep. Um, Gabriella goes first. She skates uh, so righteously, finishes with a huge 540 Liu Kang grab, oh, yeah. which I assume is named after the Mortal Kombat character, which I love. Oh yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. I looked yeah. it up. It's a real aggressive inline trick. And it, it's like you're sort of in the position that he is when he does the bicycle kick in oh, Mortal Kombat. So cool. Okay. Uh, there's a nice montage here. Um, a score of 97 puts Team Pup and Suds in fourth place. Uh, Dad gets his job back. He and Brink yep. share a big thumbs up when val does his run they announce him as val horrigan which is weird because the surname of the actor playing val is horrigan the actor's name is sam horrigan oh yeah so i, I wonder if they sort of didn't, didn't give, give him a last name <laughs> and then on the day they're like uh... they're like oh no what do we call him and they literally couldn't think of any surname <laughs> I can't. That's the only explanation I can think of yeah. as to why Val has the same surname as the actor playing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just more convenient. Uh, the sister Katie is also played by a real Katie. Oh, there you go. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot of on the on the day. 
Yeah. What's your name? What's going to be easiest? What do you yeah. already answer to? But yeah, so the dad's here. Brink yep. is energized by dadly energy. Yep. And he skates again. He goes right through a back door. Back to back 540s. Works the coping. Hits a huge 900 and scores a massive 98. It's incredible. Yeah. So in the fi- in the finals in the vert, it looks like um, Team Pup and Suds are sort of out of contention. The uh, if Ben Kelly from Team G Force can pull off even a reasonable run. Yeah then Team G-Force are in the final. But luckily, Ben <laughs> Kelly stacks it and is very badly hurt. Yeah, he's not moving. <laughs> yeah. Hooray! <laughs> oh, my God. Just the opening Team Pop and Suds needs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Peter so- comes in and he nails his... In- his uh, he gets huge amplitude and nails his inverted 540. Yeah. With a beautiful style, scores a 98. It's huge. Team Pup and Suds wins the vert, which means they're through to the final, the downhill. Well, this, yeah, this puts them in second, which, as we've discussed in this absolutely bonkers tournament structure, <laughs> means that now everyone goes home except two <laughs> individuals. Yeah. D- did you come first rather than second? Doesn't matter. You now start yeah. on even footing in a 1v1 yeah. um, downhill skate race that is, like, going to be not... It, it cannot be effectively spectated... So I don't really no. know what anyone's getting out of this. And as we find out, it cannot be effectively filmed because there is a huge blind spot on the course yeah. during where the TV cameras can't get to. Also, it's it feels a little unfair if you're like an incredible vert skater who can hit like a sweet like 1080 yeah. out of the ramp and like stomp the gnar. And then they're like, cool, you're through to the final where you have to go down a hill really fast. The driver like, is essentially ballast completely... in the downhill. Yeah. It's like, what's your weight? <laughs> so... Ironically, if you had a huge Korean guy, you would probably be quite <laughs> well in, the, in the downhill. <laughs> but Brink gives a pep talk to the rest of... I don't know why he gives them a pep talk. They're not competing. They're not comp- no, they, they, can, they can go home now. Their, their day is over. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, uh, skating is what we do, not who we are. Yep. And Val says, man, Brink, I wanted to beat you, but now I'm going to humiliate you. Yep. And Brink says, winning isn't everything, Val. I want to win, but at the end of the day, I'm not you. So it's still a good day. Damn. So they, yeah, they line up on the on the starting line. So they sort of get really close, their faces to each other. Yep. They're sort of looking at each other's mouths. <laughs> Getting ready. Getting ready I've got start. a note that the weather is all over the place in this scene. They- oh God, it's like the thickest mist yes, imaginable. The, the cast are dripping wet with rain at the start of this and then the race begins and it's like blue bright skies. Sunshine. Yeah, bright sunshine. Maybe the hill has an extremely high altitude. It's like... It's like, <laughs> it's like, like Everest levels. Yeah. yeah. Top of the mountain, down to the ocean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> down to sea level. So, the race kicks off. The music, the music is not. I mean, having had the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack in Motocross, which was excellent, the music for this race, I will say, is not great. And it's also got an extremely distracting thing where a person keeps going, "You gotta know yourself." In the background, like throughout, it happens like four times. Also. Um, just to rewind slightly, during the montage of the Vert competition, they re- <laughs> they're playing the "I'm Sorry" song from earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess they only like licensed one song, <laughs> but they're all doing these sick like five forty Liu Kang grabs, and it's going "I'm Sorry" Your in the background. I'm got shredded by gravel on the track. Like this is an extreme sports <laughs> montage. It's, this isn't the music. This isn't it. Oh man. So, the so yeah, they're, they're, they're now now they're racing. Unfortunately, they race into a blind spot where the ten thousand TV angles aren't covering mm. for some reason. And Val rams Brink into the side of a van, 
which yeah. hurts him badly. It just starts, it just starts punching him. <laughs> yeah. Then further down the course, Val takes a swipe at, at Prink. Yeah, basically just tries to punch him hard in the face. Misses and stacks it dramatically through some hay bales mm. and is lying there wounded. A TV crew approaches. They're like, hey, we, we got to cover this. Yes, you got to cover this. It's, it's yeah. maybe cover something. It's your job. Um, it's a top story. Uh, Brink, obviously skating off to the win. But then, yeah, I mean, you know Andy Brink, Brinker. He stops... He comes back. He would never. He would never. He would al- never. allow himself to win that. Even way. Val. Even even though it's Val, he instinctively stops racing to check Val is okay, which is exactly the opening that Val was waiting for. It's so funny watching this after motocrossed, where the exact same thing happens in motocrossed, and Andy in motocrossed. Uh, it's just like hell yeah, time to finish. The <laughs> time to win. <laughs> yeah, and just crushes Suck it, it Renee. And wins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas Brink is like, I can't, I won't allow myself yeah. to win this way. I've got to go back. So so uh, Brink extends a hand to help Val up and Val grabs the hand and is like, exactly the opening I was waiting for and pulls Brink down and yeah. skates off. It's all been caught on camera, but Val is ahead. But Brink has one more ace to play, cutting yeah. about 50 metres of the clearly marked course. <laughs> he does... He does actually ramp over a house, which is what he, he does, was talking yeah. about doing so, earlier. So, so. so to visualise it, listeners, um, uh, imagine like a long residential street and at the end there's a hairpin turn uh, down another residential street. Val is kind of skating off. He's about to make that corner at the end. There are little flags marking the course and Brink is like, hang on, what if I just went two metres <laughs> to my left yeah. onto the next bit of the track, which is clearly cheating. But it mm-hmm. happens in slow motion and the crowd goes yeah. wild and they all agree that it's a fine thing to do. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So Brink wins. He just wins. He just wins. And it's a photo the, crowd has t- the crowd has turned on Val. They're cursing him out for being a cheater. Yeah. I mean, Brink, Brink, Brink is... also cheated, but... <laughs> but... But in a less aggressive way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a way that it, it um, was in slow motion and he did a grab. Uh, the t- Team X Blades uh, disavows Val. The owner says, Val's out. The cheating. It's no good. Brink, you're in. You're the man. And Team Puppinsides is like... Uh, but Brink is like, hey. I was on Team X-Blades once. It wasn't any fun. The crowd goes bonkers. Everyone cheers Brink. He lifts the trophy and then he says, Skull, Soul Skaters, there's nothing we can't do. And we freeze frame on his happy face. God damn, Brink is good. And just... And then the theme song kicks yeah. in. <laughs> just, when you, Which... just when you thought it couldn't get any better. Come on, Brink. Jump it, grind and pound it. Slam the ramps and show you Kick, grind it and pound it. Slam the ramps and show you all. Take the money, glory or fame. Soul skaters riding that perfect wave. All the skaters' competition can't compare to Brink's ambition. We have our new merch. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the person who wrote this song had seen the film. Because Brink doesn't... <laughs> well, of course not. He doesn't have ambition. That's the whole point of the movie. Soul skaters don't ride waves. There was very little time, Andy. Also, the, the end credits are about 20 seconds long. Oh, so it's true. like, imagine yeah. being approached, but like, we want you to write the theme song for this movie. It's never going to play in the movie. It's going to play over the end credits. The end credits are 20 seconds. I think mm. in that moment, I'd be like, uh, how about this? Like, um, Feeling kind of lucky, pound it. this girl really <laughs> likes me. Feeling kind of lucky, I like rollerblading. <laughs> it you gets done it again. weird in my Brink teenth year. <laughs> So that was that was Brink, the the greatest the greatest movie. Oh, it's really fucking good. I love so much how 
central to everyone's existence rollerblading is if yep. it if your school was obsessed with one thing like swimming in the 13th year or rollerblading in brink or you know any of these decoms where everyone's just obsessed with one thing yeah. what would your what would your school have uh, i mean sadly have i have to say it would probably be yo-yos <laughs> <laughs> My school, yeah. my school was so fully swept up in the in the yo-yo craze. I think I've got yearning my Pro Yo Three in a drawer here somewhere. Are you yearning to be a sponsored yo-yo man? Well, yeah, I mean, like we all looked up to uh, who, um, yo. Do you remember Johans? Oh, Johans, yeah. Johans, yeah. yeah. The, the pro, he, he was, yeah. Man, he was good at yo-yos. My school had a fives court, which is an incredibly oh. old-fashioned sport. Is that the one where it's got like a very specific bit of like stone work? shape uh it's like squash but you don't have a or racquetball but you don't have a racket you use your bare hands with your hands is that not agonizing yeah so we all (laughs) sort of like played it ironically (laughs) my whole way through school it was just all of the most basic straightforward crazes pokemon i would Mm. watch a brink of pokemon cards (laughs) (laughs) that's even i mean how do you make a pokemon tournament exciting in the way that a downhill rollerblade race is well you've seen the queen's gambit it would be me yeah. looking up to the ceiling and seeing Charizards seeing moving around on the ceiling. And then, like, the evil Pokemon player hits you with a chest. <laughs> yeah, and takes my shiny blast. But yeah, this movie is so good. The vibes are incredible. Um, the cast are all amazing. I love everyone in yeah. it. Everyone's, everyone's um, pulling their weight. Obviously, yeah. Eric Von Detten, EVD, is so great. Sam Horrigan <sighs> plays an absolutely terrific villain. In mm, Val. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, there's a, uh, we've probably mentioned it before, but there's a uh, Disney Channel TV series called So Weird, mm. which is basically X-Files, but for kids. Yeah. And it stars Eric Von Detten and Patrick Levis, who plays Peter in this yeah. in this film, as two of the sort of main cast members. So if you are after more of these two, uh, I would heartily recommend So Weird. Yeah, it's all is... on Disney+. Plus. Is there anything else you want to say about Brink before we stop talking about Brink? The thing, I think we have to take the view with Brink that we're not going to cover it all here. I don't, we, if we try and make this comprehensive, we're just going to like tie ourselves in knot, we, knots. We have, yeah. we have to think of this as like, if we're time team, this is like the preliminary dig, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we're just kind of like fencing out like the dig site for the for the brink excavation there's going to be a lot more brink in this podcast in our lives what i will say is that i think a lot of this movie's success is based on the character of brink what a sort of sunny optimistic just force of nature the character of brink is as played by von detten Eric Von Detten has now retired from acting, which I think is a shame. Um, he did uh, a few roles. He played Sid in Toy Story, I believe. Yep. He was in The Princess Diaries. Yep. But um, I, on- I honestly think that if the dice had fallen slightly differently, you know, he could have had that Keanu Reeves career. We could mm. be looking at the Von Dettesons right now. Oh, well, it's not yeah. too late. It's not too late. Um, well, I mean, it might be too late. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, was going, I was about to do a call to action, but then I couldn't think what it was, except for everyone mm. watch Brink. But then Disney yeah. will be like, hey, 50 more people watch Brink this week. I guess that's... Let's, re- let's remake it like we did under wraps, but bad. <laughs> well, yeah, if they remade it, they'd probably cast EVD as the dad. And that's not right. He should be, oh, no. he should be Brink, the character Brink, but older. It should be, I, want, I want... It's Brink... Brink dealing with TikTok. <laughs> Brink for the TikTok generation. Exactly. Brink oh, has no. a Brink has a child of his own. 
and yeah. um, and oh, and oh, the child has joined. The team child has, yeah. Oh, the child. That that's yeah. exactly what it would be. But Team right? Xblades is an esports team. Yes. Oh, that's it. Val after the disgrace. There's <laughs> no one rollerblades anymore. We're basically we're basically stealing the Karate Kid TV show. But oh, are it's we? Fi- no, okay. no, no. But it's fine. Hear me out, Andy. Okay. It's fine. You can do that. It's fine. <laughs> Hear me out, Andy. It's you fine. You can just do that. It's fine to steal. So yeah, mm. Val comes back. Since the disgrace at the tournament, he he never skated again IRL, but did get into realistic esports simulations, and mm. that is what Brink's child is is really really into. Uh, and, yeah. and, and and Brink is like, why don't you roller skate? Why don't you go and, outside and, sh- and do soul skating like I did? Yeah, and she's like, I'm not. That's that's rubbish. Dad. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, and then who's this on the scene? Val. And Val's like, hey, come join the Team yeah. X-Blades eSport. All you have to do is sign this contract saying your dad has to respect me. <laughs> respect me in public. <laughs> Damn it, now he has to do it. <laughs> hey, Brink, do you think do you think I'm worthy of love? <laughs> Bearing in mind your contract. <laughs> Please, Val, I'm at work. <laughs> this is my canteen. You shouldn't Brink's even be in like, here without a pass. I'm banging on the window. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brink! How did you get in here? I tailgated someone with a pass. <laughs> now you say we're we're presenting this this humorous situation, but this is probably a series of skits on Oh My Disney. So oh yeah, oh yeah, just... that's true. <laughs> a series of depressing skits. <laughs> anyway, Brink rules. I'm so glad we did it. Uh, the podcast <laughs> is over. Um, yeah, there will be no more. Mum can't cook because I got it out my system. I want to read this email regarding. Uh, Twas the Night, mm-hmm. the festive film that we covered last episode. Yep. Now, Andy, do you remember when we were talking about the point where someone in the movie can experience brain death? Oh, yeah. Morks writes, I want to say, towards the end of the episode, you speculated about the moments in the movie that could actually be the main character dying and recontextualizing the rest of the movie's events as that character's dying thoughts. Crucially, I feel you missed what is the most obvious moment which would fit this theory. The scene in which Nick Wrigley is tied up and confronted by Elliot. You remember this, Andy, of course? Yes, of course. I propose that in this scene, Elliot did not squeeze Nick's nose, as depicted, but instead, in a fit of violent passion, savaged Nick's face with his great and terrible hands, causing oh Nick's brain to bleed, which he would oh, which he would die from seconds later. This would oh explain God. Nick's almost cartoonish actions in the remainder of the movie. His frontal cortex would be the first thing to be damaged, causing a total breakdown of his empathy and perception of self, and allowing him to imagine a version of himself in his final moments that is as you describe almost batman villain like so oh wow we go. that's that's dark yeah that's dark thank you Morks. i enjoyed that a lot alex simpkin i want to shout you out as well for sending us a full D rule set for reindeer flu <laughs> <laughs> i won't read the whole it's, thing because it's quite involved it's impressive the disease targets humanoids uh the infected slowly transform into reindeer symptoms include arctic fur you're resistant to cold damage. You have antlers. Nice. You deal piercing damage equal to 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Hey, that sounds pretty useful. <laughs> you get hooves and a shiny nose that sh- sheds yeah. bright red light in a 20-foot radius. So, yeah. Okay, so we need to decide what we're watching next time. Yeah. And I propose we watch the 1999 DCOM Genius. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read you the description from Disney+. Yes, please. Not even going to college to study with an awesome scientist can keep Charlie Boyle, 14-year-old physics genius and hockey fan, from feeling like a misfit. Wanting to be around kids his age, Charlie reinvents himself by enrolling in the local junior high and taking on the bad boy persona of Chaz Anthony. At first, he's able to juggle his double life, but it's not long before his worlds collide. 
the bad boy. It's, the it's, bad boy persona of Chaz. Chaz Anthony. Anthony. Okay. All right. Oh, so no. there's your homework. Genius. I, I remember it being quite the thing. Quite bad. <laughs> quite bad. They can't all be brink. They can't. Everyone. Yeah, it's going to be a grinding come down. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a Liu Kang grab play. <laughs> So yeah, just um, just just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> just just look. Just 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 watch just it. Watch, right? Just watch it. Yeah. But thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Um, and remember to always soul anything in your life. Soul everything. Whatever you do, soul. Go to the shops. Soul. Do your job. And if you ever get paid for anything, you're a huge. Star. Yeah. Burn your money. What are you doing right now? Burn yeah. your money. And also thank you to our sponsor. <laughs>